The Read to Lead Podcast, Episode 54. Hi, I'm Gary Gennard, author of Fearless Speaking, Beat Your Anxiety, Build Your Confidence, Change Your Life. In fact, change your life for the better right now. Keep listening to the Read to Lead Podcast with my friend, Jeff Brown. Rapport is powerful. If you can have a rapport and you can be consistent in building that rapport, that over time has the ability to generate reciprocity. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever-important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. It is so good to be back in the saddle again. Thank you for joining me for a brand new episode of the Read to Lead podcast. It's the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. We sit down each week with a successful and inspiring author to talk about his or her latest book. And depending on their area of expertise, their thoughts on things like leadership, personal development, career, marketing, business, and entrepreneurship. Now, in this episode, we'll be chatting with Jared Easley, author of the book, Podcasting Good to Great, How to Grow Your Audience Through collaboration. And in today's episode, Jared is going to share with us why you should seriously consider launching a podcast. Yes, you. How you can leverage a podcast to achieve big, hairy, audacious goals and where generosity and authenticity rank in the networking hierarchy. I really do want to challenge you on considering launching a podcast. Hopefully you've spent enough time with this podcast to trust me enough to know that I'm not going to waste your time. I think the next 30 or 35 minutes or so is going to be well spent. And if launching a podcast or starting a podcast is something you've not heretofore considered, I really want you to listen today with an open mind and think about what that might look like for you. I have some exciting news. You may know of the app Blinkist. They've been a a partner here on the Read to Lead podcast for some time now. They create a relatively brief 15 or so minute business book summaries, and you can consume those via their mobile app on the go. Now, so far up till now, their app has only been available on iOS, but this week, that changes. On Monday, Labor Day, September the 1st, they debuted the Android version of their app. I'm very excited about it. Now, I've been able to use Blinkist on my iPad, but I use an Android phone. I know, crazy, right? Now I can enjoy Blinkist on my phone as well. And so can you. And here's the deal they're running for the month of September as they celebrate this new launch. And it's only being mentioned on the Read to Lead podcast. So this is pretty cool. They've put together a package that is equal to 30% off an annual subscription. Up to now, we've had some 20% off deals. But this is a 30% off deal for September only. Use the discount code Android is here. All one word. You use that discount code when you go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist. That's readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist. Now you can download Blinkist free and try it for three days. If you like what you see, enter that discount code. Android is here and you get 30% off the annual subscription. I'm pretty excited about this. And again, it's only being talked about here. readtoleadpodcast.com slash 
Blinkist. Jared Easley is the co-founder of Podcast Movement, the first of its kind podcasters only national conference, the first of which just took place a few weeks ago. He is the uh, president of PodMove University, a membership site that grew out of the conference and is designed to provide community-based learning from podcast experts. He's the creator and host of Starve the Doubts, a podcast about overcoming self-doubt and managing your fears. And he is the author of the new book, Podcasting Good to Great, How to Grow Your Audience Through Collaboration. Jared, welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. Jeff, it's an honor to be here. And in full transparency, I'm also an alumni of the Podcaster Academy. <laughs> That's right. Well, Jared and I have had a chance to become good friends over the last year. I've seen his handiwork having attended podcast movement and the hundreds of people that showed up there. This is a guy who knows how to connect with people and how to connect people with each other. Uh, and it's okay if the answer to this question is no, but I do want to ask you, do you have to have a podcast to apply the techniques that you've outlined in your book, or are there networking tips to be gained no matter what your platform? The, the group that I was trying to speak to in the book, obviously, is podcasters, and that, that makes sense. But I do believe that there's concepts in the book that go well beyond just podcasting. I think there's some strategies in there that are very valuable for anyone who really wants to generously connect with people. Well, I am, as you know, all about encouraging people to improve their podcasts, to launch a podcast here if they don't already have one, as are you. And I want to hear it from you specifically. Why might someone attempting to build a platform or trying to broaden the reach of the one they already have would want to consider launching a podcast? Why do you think this is so important? Well, as you know, Jeff, podcasting is a powerful opportunity and there's more and more people who want to reclaim their downtime. More and more people have smart devices, uh, smartphones, mobile devices, and then the announcement of Apple car, right? They're, they're, there's going to be Apple uh, synchronization in, in vehicles and there's Stitcher radio, which is already doing um uh, doing amazing things in video in vehicles. And then there's the iOS update where every iOS device is going to have the podcasting app and it, it just on demand audio is that kind of that second name we've given for podcasting, but it's just becoming more and more relevant. And I think you're going to see a, a lot more people um, listening to podcasts. It makes sense if you have a core message and you want to share that you want to increase the visibility or you want more people to hear about what you're sharing. So podcasting is a no brainer and there's ways now to do it um, for free. Uh, you could do it uh, for very inexpensive on a budget. You could go all in and be like Jeff Brown and have an elaborate setup and, and, <laughs> and that would sound amazing. Uh, but it's the democratization of, of radio, really. It's not radio, but it's basically becoming radio with podcasting being in the car. So, yeah, just so many people are wanting to reclaim that downtime and podcasting is just more and more people are going to find it and they're going to get excited about it. And I think it's cool to have your message in a place where people can find that and, and check it out. It's one of those few forms of content you can consume, if not the only one that you can consume while doing other things, right? Absolutely. I'm not stuck to a screen watching a YouTube video. I'm not having to uh, read a blog post. I can uh, cut the grass or I can run or I can walk the dog or I can do the dishes and listen to a podcast. I can drive to the bank and more and more people are doing that. 
and Jeff, as you know, you can testify to this at podcast movement. There was a lot of people that were excited to see you and excited to interact with you because they listen to your show and they like you and they know you and you didn't necessarily know them. You knew of them, <laughs> but you had not met them yet, but they felt like they knew you. And it's just a, a really cool connection that's developed by listening uh, to a podcast, listening to someone's voice and you feel like you get to know them. That That's what kind of compelled me on this entire podcasting journey, Jeff, is I listened to podcasts and I, I found out about a conference where a lot of these guys were going to be and I wanted to go to that event so I could meet these guys because I'd listen to their show. I liked them. You know, it's interesting you say that because in the time I spent in radio, it wasn't unusual to go out in public and, and, and meet people who you know did feel like they knew you and that was kind of happening all the time. They were excited to meet you. Uh, and that wasn't real surprising in part because radio allowed me to, via the phone or uh, you know, daily emails to uh, be constantly in contact and interacting with those who are listening. But in, in podcasting, it's real easy to sort of kind of live in your own world. And, you know, you're, you're not delivering your content live oftentimes. And so there's not that constant interaction. So even though I had experienced that in radio year after year, when I went to Podcast Movement, I still was amazed and surprised pleasantly by what you just said, the number of people who came up to me and knew of my work and I had nice things to say about it that I didn't know from Adam or maybe just knew of but didn't know them real well who were enjoying my content. And, and it was just so encouraging having done it now for over a year and not having that kind of feedback on a, on a weekly basis like I was used to. So that was really, really cool to see. And I know many, many people besides me had, had the chance to experience that. Well, I was excited to see you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, where do you place, Jared, authenticity and, and generosity on the networking hierarchy or the networking organizational chart? Where, where, where does authenticity and generosity come in, in your view? Well, for me, that's the cornerstone. That's the most valuable players, if you will. <laughs> uh, that's your number one and number two draft picks because the, the, they're so important. You think about this, Jeff, when you have conversations with people, and I'm sure this plays back into the radio days, where you could tell when, when someone was talking to you and, and they were saying, oh, yeah, I love, I love what you do. And maybe they did, maybe they didn't. You could sense if someone was being sincere or not. And I think that's so true is, is when you, you have good relationships and you have good connections, they are almost always founded on the fact that you know that that person uh, has an interest in what you're doing, that they on some level care about you. If you don't really care and you're not really looking out for other people, it's difficult to increase your influence and increase the impact of whatever message you're wanting to share because most people aren't going to have an interest in it. But when you can be authentic and you can be generous, as you said, and that has the opportunity to uh, create that rapport that I talked about in the book and, and rapport is powerful. If you can have a rapport and you can be consistent in building that rapport, that over time has the ability to generate reciprocity and you know, what that basically looks like, Jeff, is I've uh, been gracious enough to listen to your show and I've shared it out and I've talked about you. And over time, you've been like, man, that guy, Jared, he's, he's a nice guy. <laughs> you know, you, you, probably, you might have said that to one or two people. Well, what if I've done that for 10 or 15 people? And now 10 or 15 people are saying that Jared, he's a nice guy. Mm. Well, more people are going to be receptive to 10 or 15 people saying Jared's a nice guy when they hear it over and over again versus me just saying, hey, let me tell you about how nice I am. So I think that's the key, being authentic, being generous with, uh, you know, the way that you connect with people, the way that you network, the way that you notice people that has the power to 
generate well beyond uh, just an initial report, like we talked about, that reciprocity that uh, ultimately can lead to an army. Uh, if you want to get noticed by yourself, you might not get noticed. But if you have an <laughs> army, everyone will see who you are. Having come from radio, I know it's all about ratings and sort of what have you done for me lately and who's number one in this category and that category. And so when I launched a podcast, I had a, had a very competitive nature about me at first and looked at other podcasters as my competition and had very much, uh, you know, there's the, a uh, finite pie. It's a zero-sum game kind of a thing. But I would be curious to hear your thoughts on those whole scarcity mentality versus an abundance mentality. Well, as you said, it's real easy to fall into the scarcity mentality, and especially in business, there's people who are guarded and say, well, I don't necessarily want to uh, share information or or hook someone up, so to speak, because then there's uh, less opportunity for me or greater opportunity for the other person that increases their success and their increase in success may not uh, reflect well on me or it may not hook me up on some level. So it's, it's a me-centered uh, mentality. And uh, the abundance mentality, which Stephen Covey wrote about in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about the abundance mentality is you're looking out for everybody. You're not just thinking about yourself. And as we t- talked about with authenticity and, and generosity, when you're looking out for other people, that is a powerful way to connect with folks. I love the quote by John F. Kennedy where he says, the rising tide lifts all the boats. And I think that's been true with a number of people in the podcast community is uh, you mentioned how you came in. You thought, OK, I've got to uh, kind of play it safe and, and do my own thing because uh, everyone else is the competition. But you realize now that that's not necessarily true. Like we are looking out for each other. We want each other to win. We want to support each other. And you found that certainly to be true at podcast movement where people are coming up to you and sharing that. So I, I really love the idea of the abundance mentality, but it's so true. You're, you're going to have people in your life that don't have the abundance mentality and you show grace and you be respectful and patient with those people. But my encouragement to anyone who's listening is don't allow those voices uh, to continue to dictate what you do or do not do. Try to surround yourself with people who subscribe to the abundance mentality rather than the scarcity mentality. I wholeheartedly agree with that for sure. Uh, What kind of impact, Jared, did your approach to growing an audience have on the release of your first book just a few weeks ago? Well, the book stemmed from a presentation that was done to generate more ticket sales for Podcast Movement when it was first in its infancy right after Kickstarter. Uh, We did a Kickstarter campaign. It was successful. And then it was, okay, now we really need to try to sell tickets. And we had reached out to John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. He has a a pretty good audience, as you know, and and there's a a good group of those that are podcasters in a group called Podcasters Paradise. And we had the opportunity to, as as you know, Jeff, you've done stuff with them. Uh, We did a webinar and the purpose of the webinar was to share some content, but also at the end say, hey, by the way, there's podcast movement and conveniently here's John Lee Dumas's affiliate link. (laughs) Right. So it's it's a win-win, right? We sell some tickets, but we shared some information in a webinar. And Dan, Dan Franks, my business partner with Podcast Movement, we were talking about what we could share and we thought it makes sense to talk about collaboration because Podcast Movement would not have happened uh, had we not worked together in a team. And then I realized, you know, collaboration has been a, a big piece of, of 
uh, the reason that my podcast has started to grow. It's not a huge podcast. It's not the most successful podcast, but it's a growing podcast. And it certainly is because of collaboration on many, many levels. And so that, that was a powerful thing that Dan and I wanted to share with that group. And we put together a few bullet points and did the webinar. And afterward, we had a number of people compliment us and, and wanted to talk about that. And I tucked that away in my mind, Jeff, and I knew this is a good topic for a future presentation or for a future product or service. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to keep that in mind because that resonated. And several months later, I saw my friend Ellery Wells put out a short book about podcasting in Amazon, and it, and it maybe had moderate success, but not uh, anything you know over the top. Uh, however, he did connect with a gentleman named Jimmy Burgess, who's become a good friend. And Jimmy's strength, uh, for anyone who's thinking about writing a book that listens to this, Jimmy's strength is helping new authors with that launch in Amazon and in Kindle. And he has a history of of taking people and helping them through that process and getting number one in their category and uh, increasing their sales and increasing their visibility. And he, he's just got some good strategies and some good ideas. And he teamed up with Ellery and they worked together and did a relaunch of Ellery's book. And sure enough, it hit number one in the category he was wow. in. And they took screenshots of it and they posted it on Facebook. And I remember being excited for Ellery's success, but I also thought, uh, wow, you know, that, that's probably something that anybody could do. And I could probably do that. But I've never written a book before, Jeff. And, um, you know, you, you jokingly uh, said this to me about a year ago, I think. Uh, you know, Jared, I, I hope to have you on the show someday when you write a book. Ha ha. Like, yeah, you're, you're like, good luck with that. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't say that. But I, I, I felt that. I was like, I'm never going to write a book. I'm never going to be on Jeff's show. So, so it is a true miracle for me to be on this podcast. But, um, when I saw the success that Ellery had, and then it made me think about that presentation that we had done, I knew there was a framework already, and I just needed to expand on it. And I know enough from talking to other people who've self-published and traditionally published, you can get editors, you can get help. So I wrote it out, and I set myself a timeline. I wanted to have it out before podcast movement, and I was real strict with that. And I worked really hard at it. Hard, it was a lot harder than I thought, Jeff. And um, got it out and had some help with the editing and then put it in Amazon. And then we asked enough people in our network to buy the book at 99 cents for that weekend. And we had enough friends and family to commit to that. And we were able to uh, spike the sales, if you will, for that uh, particular weekend and hit number one in three different categories in Amazon. And uh, now the book is still a bestseller. It's not number one, uh, but it's it still continues to do well. And it's allowed me to connect with a completely different group of people. So, uh, you know, we won't kid ourselves. You know, there was a lot of books sold uh, because it was 99 cents and there was a big podcasting event that weekend. Uh, that strategy that was being smart. Uh, but even well beyond that, now, uh, you know, we're getting a couple of weeks after the event and people are still buying the book. People are still uh, reading it and sharing it. And um, it's just encouraging to see that that message is something that especially podcasters want to consider as they're going through the process of trying to grow an audience and, and share their message, you know, with uh, people who are listening, how do they find them? How do they connect with them? And so that's what this book uh, is helpful to those people. I, I mentioned Jared's podcast uh, at the top, Star of the Doubts. Of course, that's a great vehicle for continuing to promote your book, Jared. And I'm sure people discovering the book are finding your podcast for the first time. <laughs> well, that's true. I was looking at my numbers. I don't normally look at my analytics, Jeff, because I've just been so disappointed for so many months. <laughs> so I, I kind of stopped, but I looked at them recently. 
and it was a surprise. It was like, wow, okay, there's uh, you know a, a nice little spike, and and I'm I'm kind of holding my breath, thinking, okay, you know, if you check again in a week, it's going to go back to normal. But <laughs> whether that's true or not, it has been encouraging. There are more people that are finding the show, and um, what I've realized long ago for me, Jeff, is the show is just a great way to connect with people. And not everyone may listen to every episode, and that's completely fine. But what it does do is it, it, it just opens up an opportunity for me to meet more folks, connect with more people. And there are those folks that stick around, and they listen to every episode, and then they share with me how that's had an impact on them. And that, that makes it worth it, Jeff. And had I not started my podcast, I wouldn't have thought of the book, or I wouldn't have thought of podcast movement. So I'm so grateful that I went through the process, even on those months when it was difficult and there was the late hours of editing or, or putting something together or prepping for an interview, and then uh, not having hardly any numbers to, to show for that. <laughs> I remember being discouraged and thinking, you know, I had, a, a, I had Jeff Brown on my podcast for, for crying out loud, and I don't have that many <laughs> listeners. What's wrong with me? You know, <laughs> But, you know, I'm glad I went through that process, Jeff, because that allowed me to see uh, some next steps, so that next open door to consider going through. And, and that's my encouragement to anyone who's listening. Uh, that's part of leadership is, is you go through the trenches and, and you work through things. And as long as you're smart about that and you've got that measuring stick and you're making progress, don't hate the process because the process can open up uh, the next thing. And, and you're not going to know what that is unless you go through it. So uh, be prudent in going through the process because there are times when you need to back away and you need to uh, pivot or, or you need to shift or change completely. But don't uh, stop too early because you may miss out on something amazing that could open up later on. Another argument for beginning a podcast is this. What is the difference between a Google search Jared, for your name today versus what it would have been, say, 18 months ago? <laughs> well, I remember before I started a podcast, I was not on the first page of Google, and I might have been on the second page, and I just didn't think anything of it because that was my life at that point. However, starting a podcast and fast-forwarding a year and a half later, I did a search while I was writing my book for my name, which I almost never do. And I remember at least the first five pages of the search results was me. Wow. And I remember thinking, wow, that's a miracle. Like that's, <laughs> that's a pretty amazing to think in a year and a half that big of a difference uh, has occurred. Mm. But it's true. And, and I think that's something that people can consider if, if you want to increase you know, your presence. Certainly in Google, uh, being online, blogging and, and podcasting and things like that is a great way to do that. The latest stat I heard, the one I used to hear when it came to you know, blogging versus podcasting, there's about 900 blogs for every one podcast. But a link I, I tapped uh, while reading your book, I think it was for duct tape selling. I think it was that blog. Talked about a more recent stat, and it's really almost now 2,000 blogs for every one podcast uh, and, and and the the author of, of the of the blog post illustrated it this way imagine filling up Madison Square Garden with with 20,000 people or 20,000 bloggers odds are then that 10 of those 20,000 people would also be podcasters and so it's it it's really a lot easier to make a dent in the podcasting world. And then when you, if you take into account, you happen to be a woman, <laughs> yep. 52% of, of, of bloggers are women, but I think it was only what 13% of podcasters are women, something like that. 
Yeah, funny. It's amazing when you think about to get noticed. A podcast makes it a whole lot easier. Share about your experience, if you would, Jared, with, with meetups, not only your own, but but how you got into planning them for other people. I thought that was interesting. That was something I didn't know about you until reading the book. <laughs> well, I, I, love, I love meetups, but I never really planned meetups. And I remember the first time I really considered what is a meetup was I wanted to go to an event called New Media Expos. I think it was still called Blog World at the time. This was summer of 2012 in New York City. And I was listening to podcasts a lot. And there were several of the podcasts that I listened to. The people who were hosts of those shows were going to be speaking at this event. And I couldn't make it work financially. And I remember just being devastated, Jeff, because I wanted to go and meet these people. And I remember just being tortured looking at Facebook during that weekend, seeing all the pictures of the event and everybody that was having a great time. And here's all these people I looked up to through listening to the show. And, and then I saw, oh, there's people hanging out afterwards at, you know, a pizza restaurant. And, oh, here's a meetup. What's a meetup? That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, people got together uh, in a community and they had a, a dinner and then some people had a breakfast and I thought, wow, meetups, that's where the magic is. And, you know, I, I kind of filed that away, didn't really think much about it. And then later in the year, I was planning to go to New Media Expo in January of 2013 in Las Vegas. And I wanted to connect with a few key people. And I was trying to be strategic about it because they didn't really know me. I mean, I maybe interacted with them a little bit on social media, but, but nothing substantial, nothing that would really cause me to stick out too much. So I, I was thinking, hey, I wonder if these guys are having meetups because if they're having meetups, that's where I'm going to have my best opportunity to meet with them and connect with them because it was just a smaller group. Then it occurred to me, Jeff, like, wait a minute, I wonder who's organizing their meetup because whoever's organizing it is going to obviously you know, know the answers to all these questions. So I reached out to John Lee Dumas and he was so new at the time, Jeff, like uh, it was uh, kind of funny. He, he just interviewed a lot of uh, big names. And so his name was getting out there pretty quick, but he had not accomplished anything that he's done now. I mean, he was so, so brand new. <laughs> and I reached out to John Lee Dumas, my friend Chris Murphy, who, you know, Chris and I reached out to John Lee Dumas and asked if we could host the first Entrepreneur on Fire meetup. And John was excited about it. And and we did it, man. We, we looked up a place. We had uh, the meetup at an In-N-Out Burger just near the Rio Casino there in Las Vegas. And there was four of us that showed up, Jeff. This is the <laughs> truth. And um, John Dumas, I bought his burger. I think he got a double-double at In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> I paid for it. You know, the guy's now making $286,000 a month, and I paid for his double-double, <laughs> you know, January of 2013. Um, shame on me, but it is what it is. So <laughs> sucker, right? But we sat at the table with John and I'll never forget it. I actually hit record on my iPhone on one of the apps just cause I was so excited to hear him talk about what he was up to and what he was doing. And that was just a cool moment. And the aha there was, Hey, John was so quick to say yes, uh, to let us organize his meetup. What if some of the other podcasters would? So I reached out to Jason and Jeremy from Internet Business Mastery and reached out to Cliff Ravenscraft and a couple others. And um, next thing you know, I'm looking up restaurants and I'm looking up menus and I'm looking up all this information. I'm emailing back and forth with these guys that I listen to their show and now I'm having communication with them via email. And basically I, I set everything up and, and then all they had to do was, uh, you know, take care of one or two little details, uh, where they made a phone call or a fax or whatever. And then it was done. Everything was ready. 
and the Eventbrite page was up and their community could then sign up. And that was such a big help to the different people that I offered that to that that gave me a really good connection with them early on. And I had not even started a podcast at that point, Jeff. But when I did start the podcast and I asked those people to be a guest on the show, it was, you know, they were more than happy to do it. And uh, so I had a, a good connection with them. And, you know, I'll share this with you. And I, I don't think I've shared this on any other show, Jeff, but that in and out burger with John Dumas ended up being a lot, uh, a lot more than just an in and out burger. You fast forward to the creation of podcast movement, right? And, you know, we're talking, <laughs> that's funny, but it's, you know, just a little over a year later, there's been a lot that's happened for John Dumas in that year, but uh, it's really just a little more than a year later. And we, I say we, uh, Dan Franks and Gary Leland and Mitch Todd are my business partners for Podcast Movement. We had this vision of what we wanted to accomplish and we needed uh, to get good people on board. Uh, Jeff, you were one of the uh, first people that we reached out to and you were gracious to jump on it. But even before we had gotten to you yet, we had gone to John Dumas. And we knew if we could get someone like John Dumas, he just had a lot of influence and, and that would... Um, that would just be a good connection, uh, a good point person, if you will, say, yeah. hey, John, John's on board with us. And we knew that we needed that, so we went to John, and, and John's first answer was no. Mm. He, he couldn't do it. And I remember, Jeff, that was a discouraging moment. Wow. And, and we thought, okay, maybe, um, you know, what do we do now? And, and then it just didn't sit well with me, Jeff. I knew, like, no, 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 no. He's supposed to be there. Uh, okay, you know, so Dan and I talked about it. We had a late night call and, and we're like, let's counter. Let's go back to him and say, hey, okay, you don't have to keynote. Let's, let's just have you there. You know, we'll figure out a win-win to make that work. Um, would you just come? Just be an attendee, you know, so that we can say you're going to be there. And we had that conversation via email uh, with John. And, and he just, I guess maybe in that moment, he remembered in and out Burger. And he remembered that first meetup and he said, you know, yeah, you know, I like what you guys are doing. I believe that this is necessary. I, I think the podcast community wants this. And uh, Jared, I remember, you know, how you went out, for, you know, and hooked me up at that first meetup uh, when Entrepreneur on Fire wasn't anything big. You, you know, you did that for me. And so he said, he said, yes, that him and Kate would come and support it. And that was our first little win, which then turned into other little wins, like having yourself be a part of it. And then we did the Kickstarter campaign and we didn't have an email list. And there were so many reasons why that should have failed. But, it, you know, there was no real good history of, of successfully funded events on Kickstarter. But we were creative and we thought through the process. And we got good advice and we, we did it anyway and, and we hit our goal. And, you know, just all these amazing things started to happen. And then, you know, an idea in January turned into an event this past August with almost 600 podcasters. And it was overwhelming. It was uh, just a, an incredible experience for everyone involved. It's just amazing, amazing to watch. And it's exciting to me. And I hope for that person listening right now to understand that when you just reached out to people who at that point didn't know you and said, hey, I want to help plan this event for you. They said yes. That that it, all all you know. The worst that can happen is somebody can say no, but they can, they could say yes. And 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 the 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 seeds that that planted and and what that all led to now here a year year and a half later is just phenomenal. Oh, Jeff, I, I love how you worded that because there are so many things I think we miss out on life just because we don't ask. And I, I share a story in the book. I'll keep it quick. But Jama Alazu wanted to to start a podcast, and I think she started one or two. Uh, there in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she just didn't 
pick a topic that resonated, but she listened to a podcast about Etsy, which is the eBay for handcrafts. Mm. And I'm not into Etsy, but there's some of your listeners will know about that. And she started listening to the show. She loved it. And then the summertime came and the show kind of died off, which is normal for some podcasters. They take breaks during summer. But after the summer, the show didn't pick back up again. And she was discouraged. And uh, she wanted to listen to this Etsy podcast and the host had not brought it back. So she contacted the host and found out the host had actually moved overseas to pursue another passion. And what most people would do is give up and just say, okay, I'll find another podcast. No big deal. But Ajama actually asked the question to the host, may I have this podcast? (laughs) Which I think is just insane. You know, most people (laughs) never even think to do that. Uh, but she asked and the lady had a conversation with her and then gave her the keys. She, she gave her all the codes to WordPress, the Libsyn account, the Facebook group. And this was a thriving show. Like this was a show that had a lot of ratings interviews that had an active Facebook group. Uh, it was amazing. So Aljama was able to pick that up, was able to create new episodes. And now that audience just really appreciates Aljama because they were thinking the same thing. They just didn't didn't ask the question or they didn't know to ask the question or whatever, but, but Ajama acted, acted on that. And then she inherited an instant platform that's now serving her well. And she's serving that community well. And it's just an awesome story, but it would have never happened if she not just asked for it. And so, yeah, think about that, Jeff, you know, what, what are some things that you can uh, try to uh, serve people and you can ask and those are opportunities that uh, could, could open up some really big doors, but you got to take that step. Whether it be uh, helping somebody with a meetup or asking somebody if you can take their podcast off their hands or whatever it might be, <laughs> right. what would you say to that person, Jared, uh, who's saying, yeah, a lot of these things sound great, but but I've never done that before? What would you say to them? Well, I, I would – I can – understand where you're coming from because I've never done a lot of stuff before. I'd never done a podcast. I'd never written a book. I'd never put on an event. And the encouragement there is uh, just like you're listening to Jeff's podcast right now, uh, there are so many good opportunities and in, in podcasting or blogging. Or there's just so much good advice out there. And there's so many people who are willing to share, who have that abundance mentality that will give you good advice if you ask the questions. And if you get good advice, and you are being prudent in the way that you move forward, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. And, and I would say it's real easy to think that you can't do something, but if you got good advice, and then the other piece of this is if you collaborate, right? If you mm-hmm. link strategically link arms with other people and that you can tackle a lot more than you think you can. And that was the case for podcast movement. I knew I wouldn't be able to do a big event, but I knew if we had the right people on board that we could figure it out. And and now we fast forward and we've had our first event and it was all because we worked hard, we worked together and what we didn't know, we got advice on and then we just used our best judgment and it wasn't perfect, uh, but we were able to pull it off and you can do that too. Uh, But it does require courage. It requires bravery and it requires being prudent and, and being wise. And that's one of the reasons why you're hitting play on the read to lead podcast and that's a smart move well thank you for for saying that jared and i will say if you want to starve the doubts just a little bit more uh starve the doubts.com and check out jared's podcast for sure before i move on to some questions i want to ask you not directly related to the book i'll ask if there's anything else from the book you want to make sure that we know about or leave with today i i think the book is is primarily for 
for podcasters. But yeah, if you're interested in growing an audience or, or just generously connecting with, with people and growing your personal network, then there are some strategies in the book that are, are worth your time. And you could probably read it in about an hour and a half. And, and you get a free audio book and, and some free tutorials if you uh, jump on the audio book or jump on the Amazon book. And I hope, too, that we've convinced some folks to seriously consider launching a podcast, maybe getting out of their comfort zone a little bit and doing that thing they've they've never done before. Maybe podcasting is that. Well, Jared, among all the, the leadership lessons that you've come to appreciate, this being the Read to Lead podcast, if you had to narrow the list down to a single theme or a single leadership idea, what advice would you give? I think that plays back into uh, not making it about yourself, but making it about everything, mm. you know, make, whatever you're working on, making that about other people. And that increases the likelihood of it being visible. And it also increases the possibility of it, of, of it being successful is, is you got to make it about other folks. And so don't make it about you. Uh, try to uh, hook up other people and that tends to carry you farther and faster. I honestly do not know a single human being better at that than, than Jared Easley, and I don't say that lightly. I truly, truly mean that. You've had the opportunity, Jared, to impact a lot of people with your work, not just your podcast, but now podcast movement and the book. At the end of the day, what do you hope your legacy to be? Uh, well, uh, I uh, first and foremost, before all those wonderful roles, I'm a happy husband and I'm a proud father and you know I'm really honored to have the family that I have and I love them to death so I would hope the legacy would be this is someone that really uh, loves his family and, and wants to do his absolute best by them. And then uh, for people outside of my family, they would look and say, Jared is someone who helped me even when I couldn't necessarily contribute to him. He helped me and, and that allowed me or empowered me to go and, and make some steps and make some moves. Uh, for me, I think that's important. I, I've struggled. I know what it's like to not have all the answers and uh, to maybe be looked over or passed over and and through that process, that helped me to, to grow and, and to figure out the right ways to, to try to generously connect with people. And now I want to pay that forward. And I'm a businessman just like anybody else, Jeff. I've got to do what's best by my family, but I also want to uh, serve people and, and help them when they feel stuck. And, and so I'm finding unique ways to do that and, and specifically in the podcast community. And, and there's really exciting things to come. I think we've just scratched the surface. So I'm, I'm very honored to have had the amazing success that has happened just in a little amount of time but you know being connected with jeff brown that's that's the that's the catalyst man <laughs> things happen when you know jeff brown. Uh, i don't know about that but one of the things jared does uh, on facebook that i love is every friday he posts a picture of his daughter uh, sometimes him with his daughter and with the caption simply friday i'm in love every single friday without missing a beat i, I don't think you've missed a single friday since i first noticed you doing that several months ago yeah jeff it's funny about that is the most of the people that like that post there's some exceptions but most of the people that like that are never going to buy the book they're never going to listen to the podcast <laughs> they're never going to get a podcast movement but they just love that post and i've had uh, different parents share with me that, man, I love that you post that because that makes me think about my family. It makes me think about my loved ones. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of funny. It just started out as just, a, I like this song and here's a picture, but it's turned into something more than that. Well, I think about doing something similar, maybe picking a different day of the week. So I'm not copying you too much, but then you know, <laughs> post a picture of my miniature dachshunds and, you know, Wednesday I'm in love or something. Like that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I always love your pictures. Here, you know, so I'm well, encouraging it. <laughs> wondering if you, uh, Jared, could name for us a couple of books that you've read or maybe you're currently reading that have impacted you and maybe share how or why they've impacted you as they have. 
Well, I love uh, a lot of different books, and and one of them is the Donald Miller book, and I'm going to butcher the title because I don't have it right in front of me, but I think it's A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. I, I just thought that was just a, a fantastic book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie is is a classic. And then I'm going to go off uh, here. This is not, um, this is more of a fiction book, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just it's such a good book. And I got, I got to remember it's um, a redeeming love mm. is, is the name of it. Are you familiar with that? I am not. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and for people who are listening, they're going to be like redeeming love. Why is he talking about that? <laughs> Man, this is funny. I, I judged this book harshly before I actually read it. And it's it's a story based in the gold era of California, the mm. gold rush, right? Mm. And it's the story of Hosea from the Bible, but put in that setting, oh, that, wow. that California gold rush setting. And so as I started to read it, uh, a little reluctantly, I'll, I'll mention, I'm thinking, this is not a book for guys. This is, you know, <laughs> it looks like a love romance book. I don't know about this. I started reading it, and it's just an incredible story, Jeff. And so any of your readers that want a good uh, fiction book mm. uh, that's just about redemption and about overcoming odds and about uh, just just uh, true love and, and really being patient and, and, yeah, just all these wonderful qualities – that is a good book. Redeeming Love is the way to go, man. I, it's by Francine Rivers, I believe is the name of the author. But yeah, Redeeming Love is awesome. Awesome. I'd check it out. Well, as if 2014 has not been jam-packed enough for you, uh, what is next on the horizon? What are you working on right now, Jared, that you're excited about? Well, I stumbled on something recently in helping a couple of blogger friends create an audio blog. And I realized that there's a lot of bloggers out there who might consider they're not going to do a podcast because it's just too much work and they think it's too much, too much money, but they might consider for free creating an audio version of their blog that goes out to iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Hmm. And I figured out a way to do this for free. It doesn't cost them a dime. And I helped them set this up. And, and now I'm realizing there's more bloggers that want to do this. So the next book that I'm hoping to have out by October, I'm already working on it, is the Audio Blog Strategy. That's the working title. And the follow-up subtitle of that is How to Repurpose Your Content to Increase Your Impact, Influence, and Visibility. That is amazing that you say that. I was doing a, I think it was, I believe it was a webinar I was doing with Jeff Goins. And uh, this is a, a couple months ago. And I was talking, whichever group, if it wasn't Jeff's group, it was it was a group of bloggers, whoever it was. And I was talking to them about podcasting, why they should, uh, should consider a podcast. And something that just came to me in the moment, I hadn't planned this in advance, but just came to me in that moment as I said, you know, you might even consider taking blog posts you're already writing. And instead of creating brand new content, Record yourself reading those blog posts and 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 make that your podcast. At, you know to get your feet wet and sort of get, ease yourself into it. Yes, yes, yes. You hit the nail on the head, Jeff. And that's exactly what I'm encouraging people in this book to consider, uh, specifically bloggers. And my friend, uh, he tested this strategy. He didn't have a ton of traffic to his blog, but he had some moderate traffic. And when he did the audio blog, and he's been doing it now for about three months, when he started the audio blog he noticed his traffic to his site doubled and then the uh, number of people that were reading his blog versus the number of people subscribed to his podcast was seven times greater mm. the, for the audio blog wow and and he his mind was blown he said to me i i would have never imagined this and as i i i think that won't be the result for everybody and yeah his numbers aren't the you know hundreds of thousands of of views or whatever that is, but um, those are pretty exciting numbers. And I think 
uh, more and more bloggers should consider having an audio version, especially with the uh, things we talked about earlier with, you know, the iOS update and uh, the Apple car, uh, you know, all the, all the podcasting that's going to be available in cars and uh, Stitcher and so on. There's just so many cool opportunities that are coming up with, with podcasting. So why not have an audio blog where more people can find out about what you're up to? Yeah. That's the next book. I'm excited about it. Well, I want to go on record as saying that when I told Jared a year ago that if he wrote a book, I'd have him on, I had no doubt he was going to write a book. Just want to, just want to say that. Put that out well, there. Well, I had not starved my doubts at that point. So thank you, Jeff. Jared, it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being our guest. The book, again, is Podcasting Good to Great, How to Grow Your Audience Through Collaboration. Oh, Jeff, thank you so much. It's a huge honor. I'm a big fan and look forward to what you have up your sleeve the rest of this year in 2015. If you do nothing else after hearing today's episode, I hope you'll follow Jared Easley on Twitter. Just watch how he interacts with people and see that true, honest-to-goodness generosity and authenticity in action. He's the best at it. Trust me. You can follow him on Twitter at Jared Easley. That's J-A-R-E-D. E-A-S-L-E-Y, at Jared Easley on Twitter. And as always, the Read to Lead podcast would be a great way to kick off a conversation with Jared. Everything you'd like to know about him, his new book, or the resources and links we talked about today can be found at the page we've created, especially for this episode. You'll find that at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 054 for episode 54. Remember the folks who have created an app for you to consume your favorite business books in just around 15 minutes. They're called Blinkist. And the special deal for Read to Lead podcast listeners during the month of September is 30% off an annual subscription. Now, the discount code to use is Android is here. You can use that whether you're an Android user or an iOS user. Now, I know it may be painful to enter that at checkout if you're an iOS user. But hey, we're talking 30% here, right? You can download the app for free. Give it a try for three days. If you like what you see, use that discount code Android is here at checkout. It's readtoleadpodcast.com slash Blinkist for more. And last but not least, I'd like for you to do this one thing for me if you haven't done this already, and that's rate and review the podcast. This raises the profile of the podcast and makes it more easy to find for folks who haven't yet. If you give it a five-star rating and leave a review so I know who you are, I'll be sure and mention you by name in an upcoming episode. Now, to rate and review the podcast, it's readtoleadpodcast.com slash iTunes or readtoleadpodcast.com slash Stitcher. I want to thank several people. We got quite a bit of love during the month of August while we were off on sabbatical. Taylor White at the IREL podcast says, great niche Jeff with a five-star rating and review. JWBBCCP, that's his or her iTunes handle, uh, it says, amazing podcast, five-star rating. The most professional podcast, says Steve Stewart at Money Plan SOS. Death Boy RD. I love that one. Calls it indispensable with a five-star rating. Mr. Clever says one of the best with five stars. And also five stars from Sarah Eugenio, who calls it her number one podcast. And even includes two exclamation points. Thank you, Sarah. Well, that does it for this week. I hope to see you next time on the Read to Lead podcast when our guest will be Chris Gillibo. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com and chat with other members at facebook.com slash readtoleadnation. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too, Thursday I don't care about you, it's Friday I'm in love. Monday you can fall apart, Tuesday, Wednesday break my heart, Thursday doesn't even start, it's Friday I'm in love.